Meditation. 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 Depending on the quality of my mind. You know, there's good days and bad days. I mean, I feel like the waterfall of thoughts. Every now and then, a nice calm. I can't think of anything. This is Meditation in the City. The Shambhala New York Podcast. And I'm Dave, your host. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Okay, we're talking about being genuine. And how does meditation cultivate a sense of genuineness? How does the act of simply sitting down and observing what's going on in your mind without editing, without uh, trying to fix it, or without trying to uh, run with a story about it, just letting it be there, how that cultivates a sense of genuineness? I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? You're not putting on a front for yourself And therefore, the more you practice doing that, the more it seems to seep into your relationships with other people. Maho Kawachi returns to the podcast for this talk. Uh, If you've been listening for a while, you've heard her. You know she is a a regular contributor to the podcast. She is a teacher and student in the Shambhala Buddhist tradition. And she is a uh, journalist, a foreign correspondent, actually, for a Japanese business daily. Visit our website, ny.shambhala.org, for all of our upcoming courses and weekend retreats. Yes, it's right around the corner. The Meditation in the City Retreat, Seven Days of Mindfulness Meditation, is coming up uh, beginning August 17th. As you may have heard, uh, there's a scheduling change. It is now being led by Dr. Shante Smalls. uh, who was also a regular contributor to the podcast. So if you have heard and enjoyed uh, Shante Smalls as a teacher... This is a great opportunity to experience uh, her teaching in a retreat setting, a retreat environment in the heart of New York City. Again, for more information and to register, click the link on the homepage, ny.shambhala.org, for the Meditation in the City Retreat. Okay, here is Maho Kawachi, recorded at our weekly Dharma gathering a couple weeks ago, still fresh uh, from recent revelations, uh, sad revelations, troubling revelations about uh, sexual abuse and misconduct in the leadership of Shambhala. You will hear uh, that referenced in the talk. Uh, originally, I was thinking of talking about uh, to feel at home almost like a month ago. But I changed it. Um, Well, because I don't feel at home at this point because of the changing, you know, dynamics of the, this organization and um, surrounded environment. So if you don't feel at home and talk about feel at home, this is not honest. So I don't want to be too phony. (laughs) So I decided to change the topic last night, actually. (laughs) The topic is being genuine. I hope you are okay with that. So, 
when you come to this center, when you come to this path, when you come to this teaching, remember what was your intention? Why did you come here? I think most of us have certain problems. Maybe we are feeling some frustration, or maybe some strong emotions, anger, such as. Maybe you felt disillusionment, maybe you feel despair, maybe confusions. And in a way, you needed, maybe feel, you need to feel like um, some safe environment, something to salvage your life. Maybe I was one of those, you know, examples, because I uh, lost my father in 2007, and that was really the hardest period in my lifetime, and I wanted to find something. So that was the beginning of my journey here. So when you come to this Buddhist center, such as like this, the first thing you learn is meditation. Was it? Maybe not. But um, how to sit on the cushion? Maybe that was my first impression. And the meditation, in a way, the first instruction was to be in that present moment, to come back to the present moment. So five minutes, ten minutes, sometimes an hour and half day just become like whole day and sometimes you stay for seven days, week turn that kind of torturing experience. And we sit down and observe our mind, what's going on. And so the whole day we just observe our own drama here. Sometimes it's B-rated, not really the A-rank movie, more like changing this channel all the time. It comes and goes, comes and goes. And we learn to stay until this drama becomes kind of background and we stay in the present moment. In shamatha, 
meditation, we use this present moment. Um, the breath is a sort of simplifying present moment. So this breath, present moment, becomes your foreground and your thought, other emotions are becoming background. I hope you remember that. And at this moment, many of you get the idea of basic Buddhism. It's all about do-it-yourself practice. Do-it-yourself study. There is no savior, unfortunately. There is no big God here. The thing is, you need to walk the path by yourself. You need to practice by yourself. Of course, we have Fortunately, peers, Sangha, and we have this community, and teachers can help you, but eventually you have to do by yourself. So the um, coming to my topic of tonight, being genuine. In practicing, you will notice or you will start, start, start to learn how to be genuine to yourself. Basically, you, without any reaction over on your own mind, you will start seeing this movement of your mind. Sometimes it's, it has shadow, sometimes it has light, Sometimes it has many colors, maybe whimsical music along with that, up and down. And we just stay with that mind without being swayed away. So more you start practice you become genuine to yourself, own, own mind. And you become genuine with that as you are. It is not about 
self-criticism, but it is an act of, act of actually unconditional understanding and super gentle caring for yourself. It is an ultimate act of compassion and bravery to yourself being genuine. By dropping all this projection, dropping all hope or fear, dropping all the storylines too, you become very genuine. So it is a very hard work since most of the people, including myself, do not like to observe so-called real me. It's a scary thing sometimes, maybe most of the time. So that is the reason why in Shambhala gentleness is repeatedly told. We really need to be gentle to ourselves. So um, this is a part of the quote of Shechen Rabchen Rinpoche, who is the Nyingma teacher, whom I respect a lot. Since generating love and compassion is very difficult at first, we need to develop such feelings slowly, step by step. Begin by arousing feelings of tenderness and loving kindness for those close to you. Then let those feelings become more vivid and present in your mind. Over time, these feelings will grow until they overflow to complete, complete strangers and even to people for whom you feel animosity, probably including oneself. Why exclude anyone? We need real compassion to be genuine to yourself. Here is a tricky part. This is my observation to, um, I don't want to generalize too much, but observation to this American way, culture. <laughs> Please bear with me. So in this culture, wish to be a more genuine person becomes openly expressing 
what is inside of us. The pent-up frustration and anger and disappointment and dislikes and maybe your tantrum, which was so pressured, suppressed for a long time, came to finally liberate. And we just start screaming that we need to change right now, right away in this moment. But the truth is, nobody can change anything overnight. I sometimes get this question from the students, like, how long will it take to be enlightened? I really don't have any answer to it. So we need a patient too. One question, one answer is we are already enlightened from the beginning, but we don't see it. Now, the being genuine to yourself starts the work from inside, but I think it should be go beyond. We need to see the uh, authenticity in our lives, which is your outside, your outlook. Um, in Tibetan language, I was told that one meaning of the word genuine is flee of deception. But it also means perfect purity and flawlessness. In that sense, the truly genuine person is the one who embodies perfectly purity. This is because only realized people are completely freed, free from clinging, from the habitual patterns, or same old, same old lifestyle and attachment. We ordinary human beings are filled with so-called attachment, which causes us to have all kinds of hidden agendas and unconscious motivations such hidden agendas never lead to true openness and honesty. For this reason, the Buddhist practice of genuineness focuses on cutting through 
all levels of self-deception and self-attachment. So here comes this um, intention or motivation behind it. to be genuine. Motivation can seem like a small thing, but actually it is everything. After all, it only takes a single seed to grow a forest. At the same time, single spark of lightning can burn down the forest. So even small thoughts and action can be a cause of things that are very destructive or could be a great achievement both, both ways. So if we cultivate and train in the aspiration of be genuinely free from attachment, then our motivation will ensure that our actions are genuine. No matter how it appears. Another way we can learn how to become more genuine is to become involved in a community, community or the world. One of, um, as a citizen, one of the primary responsibilities is manifesting and to show how to embody skillful means. This is done by interaction, by becoming an example, and by becoming a teacher as well. So genuine living is innate and natural inside, inside each of us is a potential to cut through self-attachment and express ourselves openly, honestly. With repeated training in and out we are able to make real and lasting change to ourselves. When we do this, we have found the genuine wisdom. I just would like to share the small story of my journey. 
why do I decided to become a journalist? Long time ago, when I was under drinking age, I had a chance to travel to Germany. It was uh, probably early 1980s, so there was still Berlin Wall. So it was really the first time for me to see this very hostile border. I came from Japan. So the border is, let's say, when you get on the plane, next moment you're already in a foreign country. So I don't see kind of physical division, physical border in my lifetime until then. So having seen this wall was quite shocking to me because Germany, as you know, and Japan and Italy are three evil axes, right? <laughs> and after World War II, even though we developed our economy, made a hard work in becoming developed, developing countries, the Japan, Hiroshima Nagasaki has this amazing and very hard broken, breaking monument but if you live in Tokyo, let's say, we don't see much of this wound from World War II because everything became burned down. We have to make from the scratch. So we don't see much of the remainings of this horrendous war. So at the same time, if you go to Germany, you see this, you see, you saw this almost like a graveyard of World War II was still remaining. And I just was so shocked. And young and naive as I were, um, I made the pledge that day I do need to um, disseminate the news and the truth information. Um, that was a sort of seed for motivation. I became, I wanted to be a journalist. After many, many years, <laughs> It became a little bit routine, and I'm become very jaded in many ways. So I forgot this motivation most of the day, like becoming like factory workers. <laughs> but from time to time, I encountered like 
almost like heart-stopping incident. And then it was a reminder. Being genuine and coming back to the motivation. And so maybe you might ask why you became Buddhist teacher. It's almost the same thing, in a way. So when I had this very hard experience, and I came here step by step, working with my mind, and luckily, I saw my improvement, let's say, come back to happy, becoming happier, let's say, coming back to be more gentle and compassionate, coming back to thoughtful, be patient. That um, subtle experience was very precious to me. And that was the sort of seed of my desire to be a teacher. And believe me, in the beginning, I thought it was a very glorious or very glamorous job. But actually, it's not. <laughs> um, and, but still, I have this, sometimes I come back to this own intention, and I feel very grateful about this opportunity. And I really appreciate that people coming to listen my humble teaching. So thank you so much for listening my story. Thank you. So the question time. <laughs> what is your daily practice? My daily practice. Um, at this moment, I usually sit in the morning, maybe shamatha, and some um, practice I'm supposed to do. And um, if I'm not in the mood, I just do a little bit of loving-kindness, something like that. But there is a, some sort of protocol um, at this point. Do, do you need more detail? 
you uh, explain the background and foreground uh, meditation? Uh, that meditation, the background that you said, and, and the foreground. Could you explain that further? The uh, the my background and foreground. Right. Okay. When you start um, meditation, in the beginning, there are so many thoughts and sometimes emotions. Really take away your mind and you are becoming like sort of in that roller coaster or you're not staying in the, in the present moment, right? And as if you are in that Niagara Fall, so much thought comes to you. But then you keep doing it, practicing it. Your thought is still there, but your mind is much more settled down. So you're not really in the waterfall anymore. You feel like you see this river flowing in front of you or background, but you can stay in that present moment. Does it make sense? Thank you. Um, you said that um, part of the path to becoming genuine to yourself is to sort of um, let go of your attachments. What kind of attachments do you mean? Um, usually what happens, or maybe I still do a lot, in everyday life, you have already something you experience, let's say, and you already decided what to think. For instance, you meet a stranger on the street. Without knowing this person, you already decide I don't like this person. This person looks nice. I have no idea, just ignore. It's always something very quick and subtle, but you already have these patterns of deciding what to think and what to, how to act. So before really staying and be with that person or anything, you've already decided, oh, I don't need this. Um, so it's in a way the self-attachment or behavior is very ingrained in our life. 
So becoming genuine, there are overlays of these behavior patterns we have. So um, can we not deciding anything? Can we stay without becoming habitual pattern itself? That, does it make sense? A little bit? <laughs> but when you go home, on the way home, try out. When you see, um, you take the subway or something, look at each person. You will instantly decide, I don't like this, I like this, uh, I have no idea. It's all kinds of decision-making happening into your mind. It is wild. Believe me, try that. <laughs> Thank you. You mentioned in the beginning that uh, you were going to talk, you were going to talk about being at home, but that you don't feel at home here because of recent events. I was wondering if you could tell us what you're going to do to deal with that. Mm. Thank you. I was waiting for that <laughs> question. Um, probably, like anybody else, I was not happy with that, um, all this news. And I really have to contemplate what I am going to do and what I sh see this. And as a teacher, it how do you say? It gives more layer to think about because it becomes like teaching itself too, right? Not just I am receiving the teaching. Also, I have to teach you these teachings. So it's much more, a little bit overlay of the complication to the situation. But I was thinking about it And I, in a way, I still have belief and I still have so-called faith to this teaching itself. Because in the core, what we are trying to teach is being genuine, compassionate, and true to yourself, true to others. But organization is a different story. So this containers has so many problems, but probably the content itself 
we still can hold and teach and offer in genuine manner. So how do I separate this? I don't, still don't have an answer to it. I'm sorry, I cannot say, oh, this is my decision, or this is my action. I cannot say this is the answer. But what I would like to do is, I still need to help other people in this uh, organization. I really would like to support the teachers and teaching. But also, I need to walk alone this way to teach something genuine and truth. I don't know if I answered to your question directly, but that's so far my thoughts. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much again for coming. Thank you, Maho. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for continuing to listen to the podcast and telling your friends about it. Uh, it's good to have a little uh, community here on in the podcast virtual space. But if you want to join this community in person, our weekly Norma gathering is every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. If you live in a different city, there's probably a Shambhala Meditation Center near you. But... Here in New York City, in the New York City metropolitan area, you are invited uh, to come to the Weekly Dharma Gathering every Tuesday night. Email us at podcast at shambhalanyc.org. Your questions, comments, suggestions. And until next time, later. <laughs>